The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Another episode of Wookie Radio. I almost said Weeby Geeks. It was right there. We you be Wookie Radio. We be Wookie Radio Geeks. Uh-uh. Um, it is the Smugglers Three. Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. How you guys doing? All right. Not bad. Fighting with my computer a little bit. Uh, well, I'm gonna say go check out the. Updated website, <laughs> WookieRadio.net. I finally got. Did you actually update it? I actually updated it with all the shows that had been missing. Wow. Uh, I want to say there were like five or six episodes, or six to seven episodes that I had to get caught up on. It just tells you how crazy it's been since I've been trained over at AmGuard at work. For those who don't know, Amgard Disney E's for American Gardens Theater, which is a stage at Epcot. For people who don't know, and then to those the rest of us that have never been there before. And then to add to that, for those who don't, I work at Epcot at Walt Disney World. We'll rub it in, why don't you? Hey, we went to Galaxy's Edge Sunday for. It's sad. We actually went to studios, but I say we went to Galaxy's Edge on Sunday for uh, for Mother's Day. We did other things, but we went to Galaxy's Edge for Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Had to burn comp tickets to do it because we're still blacked out. But hey, did get one thing though. Actually, got a couple things, gentlemen. I hold before you a nice pouch. Okay, y'all could care less. Inside that pouch, fascinating, is the infamous Galaxy's Edge spork. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> If you look at it, it's designed for right-handed users. If you're left-handed, you're out of luck. So, yeah, they are selling them 11 bucks each at Docking Bay 7. So, I have a couple. Is it plastic or metal? Oh, this thing's metal. Ah, not bad. 11 bucks, not bad. I don't know if y'all can hear that. All right, Spoon Man. So, yeah, I mean, it's 11 bucks. Um... 
I end up getting two, one that I will actually take to work with me and one that I'm going to put my display case with all my other Galaxy's Edge. And cool. Zoe and I shared a green milk. Melissa couldn't enjoy any of it because she's allergic to coconut. and They use coconut milk in the green milk. Mm. And I will have to say I'm a blue milk guy. I mean, green milk was good, but I'd rather have blue milk over the green. Yeah. What's the difference? Um, tell you here in a second. What is it that you prefer about the blue milk? Green milk and blue milk. Galaxy's Edge. Now, we kept our cup. What I'm going to do is take um, some glue and some food coloring to match the green. We're going to put it inside the cup. We did this with the blue. Um, That way it looks like there's green milk in the cup, so we have it in our display case. Mm. Cool. um, So the blue, Galaxy's Edge, blue milk, green milk. Uh, Come on, where's the ingredients? Okay, blue milk, plant-based blend of coconut and rice milks, dragon fruit, pineapple, lime, and watermelon flavors. Weird. Green milk is plant-based blend of coconut and rice milks, mandarin orange, passion fruit, grapefruit, and orange blossom flavors. Also weird. Yeah. I prefer the the blue milk. And then they also serve it with uh, alcohol only available at Hollywood Studios. Um, (laughs) The blue milk cooler comes with, it's made with Bacardi rum. Green milk is made with uh, Corazon Blanco tequila. Mm. I say I bring, I smuggle in some vodka. No, I wouldn't do this. But if I was to make this on my own, I would do it with vodka instead of rum or tequila. Yeah, I'm not a big vodka fan myself. I actually prefer rum or tequila. <laughs> this is more I, a conversation for Vicky. I don't drink it. I don't drink, but she'll have some once in a while. I, I rarely drink. Um, now, Me either. We ate lunch at Docking Bay 7 which is a quick service, but it has a lot of available seating. Um, and I had the yip tip this time, which is the chicken. Uh, last time I had the uh, Batu beef pot roast, which is really good too. Um, I may try the uh, the pork pork ribs next time, just to give a variety. But The pork one, ribs? <laughs> pork ribs. I don't have to remember that. Zoe will kill me. Um <laughs> But at uh, at Docking Bay 7, if I my search bar, park, there we go. They also had a drink there, which I got with dessert, um, which the dessert was interesting. All right. We were there at lunch. Uh, we had the Batu Bun, which was coffee cake. Why didn't they offer that one? I didn't see the Oi Oi Puff. It was a Batu Bon. It was a coffee cake, white chocolate mousse, and coffee custard. And then it had like mm. some spongy thing around it. it tastes almost like a lemon sponge cake. Some mm. spongy thing? Yeah. Is that the technical <laughs> description? That would be a technical description. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then with dessert, I ordered a, what they called a mousse juice, which is simply fruit punch, simply orange with pineapple and chipotle pineapple. I don't know about the chipotle in it, but I'm not a big spicy mm-hmm. type person. Me I either. Really did not taste the spice. Well, for me, I really did not taste the spice at all. In it. I really did not taste the spice at all. It, it was more. It was more of a peppery kick or a peppery flavoring 
or a little bit like smoke mm-hmm. flavoring to the drink instead of spice. Uh, the yip tip is a crispy chicken with choice of vegetable mashed potatoes with herb gravy or mac and cheese. I went with the potatoes. Uh, oh, so the yip tip is poured. <laughs> tip yip. <laughs> tip yip. It's chicken. Tip yip. Um, the Batuan beef roast, which is what is not the original name of it. It was a shock roast, um, is braised beef pot roast, cavatelli pasta, wilted kale and mushrooms. And it's really good. Uh, and then the smoke. Is it it a lot of mushrooms? I'm not a big fan of mushrooms. Uh, you can eat or you can pick around them. The mushrooms are, they're not slices. They're kind of chunky. So you got, you can pick around them. They're, they're. Like they, they would take a mushroom cap, neither quarter or half of them type thing. Mm. Um, and smoked kadu pork ribs, sticky pork ribs, blueberry corn muffin, and cabbage slaw. I would not do the cabbage, but I would eat everything else. Mm, I love cabbage. I like how they call it cabbage slaw, but it's like, isn't all coleslaw cabbage slaw? <laughs> I, I think so. And then they had... Uh, roast- I don't know about all coleslaw, but most of it, yeah. Roast, yeah. Roasted Endoran chicken salad, marinated chicken, mixed greens, roasted vegetables, quinoa, pumpkin seeds, green curry, ranch. And we're guessing because the, the yip tip or tip yip is a rectangular cut of chicken, a chicken breast, mm. that they take the rest of the chicken breast and use that to make the chicken salad. Probably. Mm. So, uh, and then they have a, a vegetarian dish, which is Felucian kefta and hummus garden spread. Plant-based meatballs, herb, alma, herb hummus, tomato, cucumber, relish, and pita. Uh, I would consider that, except I'm not big on tomato or cucumber. Oh, I love tomatoes and cucumbers. So they're good in salads. They're uh, we have options here, guys. When we get do a get together with all the families, when all the shows come down, we'll just have to enjoy. See, you just got to talk to the powers that be and get us a um, complimentary sale of the Star Cruiser so we can review it. Ah, yeah. So you <laughs> want to be awesome. You want to go to the Star Cruiser. All righty. Well, you guys, you just got to get us some rooms. How about this? I have some stories about the Star Cruiser. Yes, I heard about that. And this one hasn't crashed yet. No, <laughs> no, it hasn't. Uh, here are over 40 starships you'll encounter. Uh, at Disney Cruise Line's Star Wars Hyperspace Lounge. Now, this is on the Disney Wish, which will be coming next year. Uh, but on the lounge, you will see the Millennium Falcon, the Razor Crest, a Coruscant freighter, and everything in between. So the full list below uh, from Coruscant, a CR-70 diplomatic cruiser, a Coruscant AA-9 passage liner, a Coruscant transport freighter, Carillion CR-90 Corvette, the Hal- Halcyon, which is our ship, the Ibis fri- freighter, Nukoi freighter, Marisas freighter, a Naboo N1 starfighter, a Star Speeder 3000, which is from Star Tours, and traffic ships. From Mustafar, a Dorian gunship, Imperial Arrestor Cruiser, a Star Destroyer, a Lambda-class shuttle, Delta-class shuttle, TIE Bomber, TIE Brute Heavy Fighter, uh, which is from uh, Solo, and a TIE Fighter. From Tatooine, we get a Corellian <coughs> Passage Transport Rogue-class Fighter, which I believe is the... No, Razor Crest is not a Rogue-class fighter. No. If I remember, it was the Razor Crest the actual class of ship also? I think so. Oh, if I remember yeah, they I never actually so. say the name of the ship. It's just a Razor, class, Razor Crest class ship. 
was well the the row sure there's other ones out there the row class fighter is one that we see in uh the clone wars in one two three four five episodes of clones um all right where did my story go don't tell me i closed it out ah there it is uh the millennium falcon new republic prison ship the Razor Crest, a KGZ-54 Starcrane, a AA-C-39 Freighter, a Gatroc-820 Transport, Lazant Hybrid Hauler, Lancer Pursuit Craft, and a Vector Wing Fighter. Cool. I don't remember what a Vector Wing Fighter is. I will look it up. We see a Vector Wing Fighter in uh, Rise of Skywalker. I am... I've almost oh, got an image of it in my mind. Wing. It's a V-Wing. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, an old yeah. Jedi ship. Yes. Yeah. Hang on. I'll drop it in the um, thing here. I'll drop it in the chat. Um, Batu, we see a Resistance A-Wing. Tug's Grub Food Transport, uh, which is what sits on top of... Uh, mm-hmm. I remember that ship. Which sits on top of uh, Docking Base 7. Uh, Corsican AA-9... Passenger liner, Corsican transport freighter, mining go freighter, again the Falcon, a resistance MC 85 Mon Calamari cruiser, a uh, first order Star Destroyer, first order TIE fighter, traffic ships, a Z F- ZH 40 freighter, and resistance X Wing. Hmm. For indoor, a resistance bunker buster, mining guild freighter, a YT 2400 freighter, Gazanti cruiser, Nebulon B. Frigate, a tri-wing hmm. S-91 X-Fighter. Is that from uh, Clone Wars? I think it's a droid fighter. Uh, I'll look it up again, but the droid, that could be a droid tri-fighter. It's a New Republic, oh, right. it's a New Republic light assault ship. Hmm. I'm looking for some pictures. I don't even know where we saw this from. No, this actually may be from, um, from Resistance. Here. It, it's had no appearances. Okay. It looks like one of the um, one of the speeders from um, yeah, the racing I mean, fighters from Resistance. It, it's had no appearance, but is uh, will now be officially given a look for for the Star Wars canon. A Resistance cargo frigate, Resistance MC eighty five Mon Calamari cruiser, First Order Tie fighter, Droven freighter, Razor assault ship, uh, Resistance X wing fighter, Resistance A wing fighter. It's the Razor Assault ship. You mean Y-Wing? What, what's the difference between a stand, the um, original trilogy and then the Resistance Y-Wing? They, the color scheme? Really. Yeah, I think so. Now, yeah. prequels in the new original trilogy, there was a big difference. Yeah. Yeah, you, they had the plating on. You had the plating over the back heading to the to the engine pods. The plating went away. But you also had just a totally different um, look from the cockpit back, too. Yeah, that's all that plating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All that was removed from the stem. Which I don't like. I like it without the plating. Yeah. They added the plating to, because that, that was part of when, when they pulled all the X-Wings or all the Y-Wings during Rebels, they were getting them without the plating. Yeah. Which is what brought us into the, the new look that we have. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the difference is with the, the Y-Wing. I actually know this Y-Wing is different than the original. What we see in the sequels and in the original trilogy is completely different from the one that we see in uh, in Attack of the Clones. It's a slight variation. Uh, 
according to, well, we'll go off Wikipedia. Uh, the Y-Wing fighter bomber was originally commissioned by the Republic Navy in the early stages of Clone Wars, designed as combination starfighter and long-range bomber that could replace the V-19 torrent and Je- Jedi interceptors. This model's distinguished feature was its bubble turret, which swiveled 360, providing a clear view of surrounding space oh. for gunners. Yes, yes, yes. Um, designed after the success of the BTLB, uh, the BTLA4 Y-wing assault starfighter bomber served as a bomber variant, served as a single seat tactical strike spacecraft, which lacked the gunner's position of other variants. Uh, this variant was extensively utilized by the Alliance to restore the Republic and the New Republic during the Galactic Civil War. Uh, the BTL S3 uh, retained the tail gunner position from the B, eliminated the elevated bubble turret by seating the pilot and the gunner back to back, sort of like in a snow speeder. Uh, and then the BTA NR2 restarted the X-Wing line during the Galactic Civil War, repopulized the design as the starfighter that broke the Empire's back. It was largely based on the single-seat variant and emulated the custom ability and lack of armor plating that customers associated with the Rebel Y-Wing. Despite this, it saw optional... It featured optional plating and improved sensors, deflector shields, controls, and engines. This variant saw service as a planetary defense craft with the New Republic Defense Fleet, as well as with the Resistance in their fight against the First Order. So, a little history of the A-Wing. Still, I mean, the Y-Wing. Or Y-Wing. Still a great little ship. Yeah. I think the A-Wing's the one that really hasn't changed at all. Nah, not really, no. From Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'm sure there was plenty of changes, but that's so small anyway that any changes would be kind of small. Yeah, yeah, it'd be cosmetic it's because uh, Y wing or the A wing didn't really come about until after Clone Wars. It came out for uh, during the time of Rebels. It followed all the way through to uh, New Republic era. But yeah, that's that's the history there of uh, the ships that you will see on the Star Cruiser or cool. Hyperspace Lounge on uh, on the Disney Wish. Because when I had other news from the. Well, I kind of got excited when I, I was flipping through news here and I found one on a new ship that we're going to be able to get. Have you seen the news of, from the new Lego set that's coming in August? We actually talked about this on Weeby Geeks, but guess what? I have that story here as well. <laughs> yep. I looked at him like, holy moly. <laughs> so that's going to be awesome. You want to go ahead and take this one? Sure. Well, Bad Batch is out officially. So. Now, everybody's minifig collection has five clones that are missing now. <laughs> well, in August, Lego's putting out the Bad Batch attack shuttle. And it, it comes with all five clones from the Bad Batch, Hunter, Wrecker, uh, Tech, Echo, and Crosshairs, and a Gonk droid. So the Wrecker can, sit, can work out. But what's really cool is it actually comes with two speeder bikes also. Yeah. It says here there's 900 and where'd it go? 969 pieces. Yes. So yep. this is going to be a fun set, huh? Yeah. The the wings go up or fold up and or come down for flight mode just like in the show. Uh, it's got uh, firing rockets and stud launchers because all Legos have those now. Yeah. I, and it even had I'm not a big fan of the stud launchers. have spots for everything, huh? I'm not a big fan of the stud launchers. Yeah, but they all come with them, so. Mm. And the cockpit and the center fin fold up so you can actually um, – 
play with the minifigs inside the cockpits. Yeah. Yeah. So this one looks it's a cool. great set, but it's also an expensive set. But it's all all of them are. That's yeah, the problem. but that one's because it's nine hundred pieces. It's really expensive. I say, what? do they have the price on here? Uh, they have it on Lego.com. Ah, uh, okay. Second. We talked a bit. We talked about this over on Weeby Geeks. Last it's probably year. a two hundred fifty to three hundred dollar. Yeah. No, somewhere not, in that range. No, it's not that much. It's like a uh, hundred or ninety nine ninety nine. That's not bad for a Lego set of yeah. this size. Rough. A lot of times you you almost average uh, ten cents a yeah ten cents a, pe- a Lego piece. Well, of course, Clone Force ninety nine ship would come in at ninety nine dollars. Yeah. Well, it's like you're. I didn't even think of that. You, you, you look at um, the Imperial Shuttle, which, mm-hmm. Derek, you and I were talking about this with uh, with the Bad Batch. You look at that dorsal mm-hmm. fin on the Imperial Shuttle, and it's all built up with bricks, not plates. They could have done the exact same thing. Yeah. And not just have it looked unfinished on one side and finished on the other. Yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. That um, the tops of the wings are the studs. The bottoms is just the bottom side of that. Yeah. Well, the, well also the, it would have probably cost weird. more if they'd used the flat bricks. Well, no the the bottom the bottom of the wings I have no problems with. It's the dorsal fin on top yeah. of the ship that center tail. Well, piece. what I'm saying though, if they had put the flat plating on there, that probably would have cost more. I, I I care less about the flat plating. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I accept it with with the Imperial shuttle. Because either you're going to have, I mean, it's understandable wings are going to fold up unless you buy a display or build a display with it where you can mount it on a display with the wings down. Yeah. it To well, me, it's that tailpiece on the on the Bad Batch shuttle that bugs me. Mm. But no, what I'm saying, though, is if they would have um, made it uh, the, with the flat bricks, you don't see the sides of those. It would have cost more for it because it's more bricks to add to the set. Yeah. yeah, but my example is you go here. Also, this is not part of the collector series. The Lego collector series, they have all flat. And right. the Imperial Shuttle yeah. is a much smaller kit. I just brought it up to look at it. Yeah, it's only 600 pieces for the um, shuttle. Right, but you look at that tailpiece. That's yeah. All, that's all bricks. It's a much bigger section, too. Yeah, but they could easily have done something similar. Sorry. I, I, I just feel they could. Actually, the, looking at it, that looks a little weird with that big old fin on top. On the on the on the shuttle, but it almost looks like it's oversized for the Lambda shuttle. But that's what it is. And you're talking about like the UCS, the the UCS A wing. You look at the tail pieces there. It's the 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 part that goes towards the inside of the ship. You see the bottom half of the plates. There, there's no there's no flat tiles to complete that. It's just me being picky. That's what it is. It's just me being picky. Nitpick. Yeah, but hey, it's okay. It, it's I mean, we look wrong. We look at the Tie Fighters. The Tie Fighters are they they look presentable on the outside, but you look at the inside wings facing the cockpit, and you see the bottom of back and you know back side of the studs. Yeah, right. well, you got to think also the UCS line was yeah. designed for creators or for collectors and stuff. The standard, all these standard ones, are technically designed for kids. Right, but like I just pointed out, the UCS A wing, you see the bottom of the of the plates yeah. for the tail on the A wing. So for for some reason, for some reason, it never bothered me on the Tie Fighters. I don't know, I know I, why. It doesn't bother me see, either on the Tie Fighter. But well, it doesn't bother me on any of them because it's just uh, personally, I look at it as you know what—that's part of Lego—is seeing that stuff. 
I don't know for some reason on the on the on the shut the um bad batch one it I don't know for some reason something it does, it irks me on that one about it to me see it doesn't it doesn't bug me on the a wing UCS but it bugs me on the bad batch yeah it does me and I can't explain why exactly maybe it's I don't know maybe it's because that wing is so much smaller that they, you see the entire thing looks like you know could too. Maybe because it's for me, I think it's maybe because it's a dorsal fin, so it's it's not like it's not a an underside of a wing. It's yeah. like you you see both sides in normal flight. Like if it was the underside, it would be fine. But for some reason, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I I think I'm the same way. I think that's what we talked about the other night. Yeah, I is think so. It, if it wasn't a dorsal fin, I'd be okay with it because I'm yeah. okay. I'm okay with the wings as they f- are folded up, seeing the bottom. Uh, in many ways, like I said, <laughs> it's, like, it's like you have to always look at it on one side. <laughs> I have to. This is photograph from its good side. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, that's just kind of. Like I said, I know it's weird. I know it's me just being nitpicky, but it's what I catch. And it's just that one kind of, that one kind of bugs me. Yeah, I totally see it. After, I didn't see it until you pointed it out, but now that, now that I've seen it, I can't unsee it. (laughs) I'm sorry. Nah, not your fault. It is a little bit. It's like I want to order, I want to get an A-Wing, but I have to do it up like the one at the parks. I have to, I have to custom order pieces. Unfortunately, they don't make the tail and the color that I need, the rudder pieces. But anyway, now Legos is great stuff. Um, We wouldn't be, we wouldn't be fans if we weren't nitpicky about it. Right. And I, th- I think for me, it's one of those I'd be trying to figure out, okay, how could I go about ordering the tile pieces to try and flatten it out on the other side? <laughs> <laughs> That'd just be me. And I don't think I would be trying to flatten out everything. Mm. Well, maybe I would, because I could see how I would fix that, like the, the, the L bracket that's holding stuff together. See, that's I think that's the other thing that bugged me, is you, you see how you get this blue L that's like holding parts of parts of this together for bracing, and it should be hidden. Yeah. But I remember you, Derek, mentioning the speeders. Hopefully we see those in the show. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Now, Ken, did you notice the one the one catch with one of the clones? Which one? Crosshair. What about him? He's in his elite stormtrooper outfit in ah. his bad batch costume. No, I didn't catch that. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to think this also was, I guess, supposedly um, this was released too soon. This was supposed to be information released after the show had already premiered. Uh, really, this information came out on Thursday of last week, which is after the premiere of the show. So you already knew Crosshair was switching. No, all this came. The Lego set wasn't introduced until the 6th. Yeah, that was last Thursday. Right. Tuesday was on Tuesday. Right. But everyone knew about Crosshair swapping sides because of a black series, the black series figure. Oh, yeah. I heard there was. Yeah, I knew that was a um, leak that got out there. This one didn't do that, but that did. (laughs) And I saw the black series figure and Crosshair and Hunter at the parks. And no, Mm. I, I did not pick up any of them. 
I, lo- I like the Bad Batch. I just don't know if I could get into collecting Bad Batch squad, Black Series-wise. I-, I-, I just can't. But who knows? But then again, whatever doesn't sell could potentially end up at Cast Connection, and I could pick them up at a cheaper price. <laughs> just saying. Or am I seeing some new weaponry? They have a new Lego gun in this, I think. That's pretty cool. That's truly what that new- comes with this? Yeah. Uh, if you look at StarWars.com on their site, there's a picture that shows the inside of um, the ship where you see like two computer screens, which is obviously decals on top of the, the slopes. Yeah. Um, there looks like a it's under a seat potentially or a hidden compartment, but there's a blaster that looks like a new mold for a Star Wars blaster. I pulled the, the pictures from a different site. So, yeah, and actually, uh, th- let me show you the ones I found here The from um, Jedi News. This one here is the one you're going to want to hang on a second. Uh, where's that at? And it doesn't want me to. Why won't you let me take this won't let me steal the picture to give to you guys. Yeah, StarWars.com won't let me take theirs either. Well, here, let me drop a link here. If you go here, they actually have one of the pictures is actually just a picture of all the clones across and the gonk droid. And it has each of their weapons with them. So there's a couple of new blasters in here. And you got um, Hunter's Knife. Right. Each one has a different blaster in this. Okay, it's the blaster that Wrecker's holding. Looks like a new blaster. So it's kind of cool that each of them have a different weapon, though, too. Tech looks like his is new. Is that supposed to be Echo next to Crosshair? Uh, probably. That yeah. Bla- that blaster's the same. Why couldn't they have given him a created? They have like a, he doesn't have a hand on that hand anymore. No, yeah, the empty hand they're showing there is actually where his scomp link is. No, they're showing him holding a blaster. I know, a blaster and then an empty hand. The empty hand should have a scomp link on it. His left hand is is actually a computer link. Yeah. So well, right they hand. don't. I don't know if but, they really had. Well, I, I guess they could do something. For me, I would just not sure. put the hand on it. No, they they have a way. If they could do a hook for they, for the pirates, they could do something like that. Yeah. Couldn't they do like a screwdriver tip or something? Yeah, they could. There's something like that, don't they? Yeah, they could. Speaking of Bad Batch, let's talk about um, Cut and Run, Episode 2. Didn't see it. (laughs) Well, we're going to spoil it for you anyway. (laughs) I didn't see it once. (laughs) So we we find out where they're going. And, uh, hey, we see a character we haven't seen in quite some time. Yeah, I, I knew we'd seen him before. I didn't know remember where until um, the episode guide was up. The episode guide didn't even come up until I think Wednesday or Tuesday, Monday of this week. Yeah, it was like Monday oh, or really? Tuesday. Yeah. So, um, so we see Cut Laquane, who we haven't seen since episode uh, since season two of the Clone Wars, uh, the episode called The Deserter. So, I mean, this is a nice fallback to the, to that. Um, and it's interesting because it also gives you, a, um, because of the way they wrote this episode also, but it does uh, give you a little bit of insight into um, Rex also. Because the the last time we saw this guy, it was Rex talking to him. It wasn't the Bad Batch. Right. Because Bad Batch didn't exist yet. They may have yeah, been so around. I'm, just now. I'm wondering how they... Go ahead, Dark. Sorry. I was just saying, I, wonder, I was wondering how... How they came to know him. The Bad Batch got to know him. 
Well, that gives that gives them a chance to do another comic book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this the episode established cuts reasons for leaving the Republic Army, uh, challenging the notion that war and unflinching loyalty are only are the only paths for the clones. So um, the question comes down to why didn't his inhibitor chip get activated? He never got. Maybe he just never got the um, the message. The order. He heard yeah. about it, but it never actually came from the emperor's mouth. Right. Yeah, but supposedly that went that went over all frequencies to trigger the chip. No, it went over all clone frequencies. Uh, yeah. If he wasn't, if he didn't have his cl- clone communicator anymore. Yeah. Right. Now the planet Salyukami. Uh, we see originally in Revenge of the Sith as part of that Order 66 montage. This is where we see Stas Ali get killed by her uh, clone trooper wingman, which I love their helmets. Her her troopers helmets. Yeah, it's totally different than the Phase One, Phase Two helmets. Uh, now while the Bad Bash only learned their inhibitor chips here. The existence of the implants were first revealed in season six, the conspiracy. And then, yeah, because that's when, if I remember, isn't that when Fives goes haywire? Mm, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was, I thought there was another one, another trooper that actually killed a Jedi and then was also taken down. It wasn't Fives on that one, but Fives, fives got triggered. Uh, I'll give me let you know. And then, of course, in this episode, in this episode, the Empire implements a new form of galactic registration, the chain code. Ah, uh, yes. And when's the first time we really got introduced to the idea of chain codes? In the Mandalorian, when the client gives Mando a chain code belonging to Grogu. Yep. So where, now it makes us wonder, where was Grogu that he ended up with a chain code. Well, the Imperials had him to start with. Did they? That's where that's where Mando picks him up from. Or wait. Yeah, no, but yeah, he's, they had fi- him. he's 50 years old. Yeah. yeah. Where was he before that? When, when did he get his chain code? When he was taken in by the he Imperials? He might not have gotten it till he... Yeah, probably. So, um, of course, Omega and the kids of Cut are are playing ball and ball goes outside of the protected zone. And uh, what do we see here coming towards Omega? A fledgling Nexu, same creature we first see in the Geonosian arena. Yeah, I was wondering if that was a Nexu because it looks like it, but I wasn't sure. Now this confirms it. Yeah. And then what's seen in the background moving crates near the Imperial checkpoint? An AD model droid. Yes, this is the same one that you see torturing a poor gonk droid, or same style droid that you see torturing a gonk droid in Return of the Jedi, and is walking the streets of Kaladion in uh, Mandalorian, and I believe is serving drinks in the the pub in Mandalorian as well, in the the cantina. Yeah, well, it's one of those droids that you see in the background all over the place in Star Wars. Including... Turning the spit at Ronto Roasters at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Mm. Uh, now, the cool part, uh, the Arabic writing at the chain code checkpoint says Imperial Informational Station. I don't buy that one. <laughs> What's informational about the about the Empire? Well, that's where you get information and you give it to them. Yeah. Yes. 
And then at the end, just like uh, we had talked about with the Lego kit, there's Gonky for record to use for his weightlifting routine. Uh, I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, he's done it before, but it was kind of cool to see him doing it and just chilling in the back, Mm -hmm. curling a Gonk droid. Yep. Yep. So what did you guys think of the episode? It was a good episode. Very interesting. Um, It's I like that we're kind of seeing a glimpse of the beginnings of the empire. Yeah. We're, we're still in that formative phase. Yeah. It's really cool. I, I am, I am still waiting and I, hopefully we get that in this of what's going to happen to the clone troopers. Once the new recruiting starts for the Imperial Stormtroopers. Yeah, I and, hope we find that out too. And at what point do we start seeing the Imperial Stormtrooper armor, which would be what? Considered phase three? Phase three armor? Something at this like point that. Time? Mm-hmm. When do we start seeing the phase three armor? Probably or, when or we get to OT the point armor. where they, um, it could be at the point where we start, where the clones are no longer coming from Camino or when the troopers. So, yeah, maybe, yeah. So, Camino may be producing that armor or they're buying that armor for the clones. So the clone armor could be the, still the Camino Caminian armor designed designed by the Caminian Caminians for the clones. It's a possibility. The cool thing um, I thought with this one was it um, this episode it had action in it, but it wasn't like the premiere episode where everything was together or where there's so much action the whole time and it was throwing a lot of stuff at once. This you were able to slow down a little bit and get to know these yeah. clones a little better. Yeah. Yeah. And then now moving forward, we know who they are and what they're probably going to do. You know. And we I, got to meet Omega actually. Meet Omega for real, not just hey, this is who this kid is. Oh, she showed up. Well, I'm liking too. Oh, where there's still a lot we don't know about her. Yeah. Yeah. I'm liking to how we're not getting the slow pace like we did with Clone Wars and like we did with Rebels and Resistance. It's it's pretty much this is picking up where Clone Wars left off pace wise. That's why yeah. the pacing is so much quicker. They don't they need a little less exposition because you already know these characters going into it. They don't have to introduce you to them and give them all the backstories and all this stuff. Right. Our, it's like the difference of um, a first movie and then going into part two. A second, mo- a second movie in a series, you jump in and go faster. Or a second season of a TV series, right, right. You just hit the ground running because you've already you already know the backstory. You know where you're going. You just got to see where what's the new stuff. Right, right. Everything's been established already. I was like, oh, we know this world. Yeah, we knew it all too well. So, um, so yeah, that's bad batch. I was impressed. I, I was. I was kind of glad to see when o- Omega went on her own to go back to Hunter and, and want to stay with, with the guys mm. and felt more comfortable there. Yeah. Because she felt they're her family, not this other group. Oh, well, yeah. You know, you know what's funny about um, Star Wars for me now is whenever I see, whenever I see something like this, like this takes place, you know, during the prequel era or right after. And every time they introduce a new character like Omega or whatever, my one of my first thoughts is, hmm, I wonder what ha- happens to them. Yeah, because you only, you know, you don't see everyone's stories, so you don't know if like they're still around in the, you know, who knows, right. Return of the Jedi. Is she still around? 
around, is she? Yeah. Makes me wonder. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think also? Does she have the um, the aging genetics like the rest of them do? Right. Could be. How does that actually work? Is it some kind of extra hormone they're given until they get to a certain point and then they um, stop giving it to them so they stop growing? Yeah, maybe. How does that work? Right. And, and with her being the only female that we're aware of, did they not go the hormone with her? Right. That's a good, another question, yeah. And why did they create a female clone? That's the big question for the whole season, I think, is why did they create her? Mm-hmm. Right. So now here, here's an interesting story uh, coming from comicbook.com. The Mandalorian is reportedly pushing Gina Carano for Emmy Awards consideration. Oh, yeah, I saw that. So even though she's no longer a part of the Lucasfilm family, that's not stopping Disney from pushing the actor to, to get an Emmy. Over the weekend, Disney's Emmys for your consideration marketing material surfaced online, and Gina Carano is included in the mouse's push for, for this year's Emmy Awards. On the poster circulating for The Mandalorian, Carano is listed under the Best Supporting Actress category, despite being fired from the company earlier this year. Uh, I'm still saying that may or may not stand, depending on the, the climate as we go forward. It's already there. Why not? Yeah. No, I'm saying with her um, her termination. We may still see her at some point in the future. I think so. Well, I mean, look at what happened with James Gunn. You know, they brought him back, so mm-hmm. it's not... Not entirely out of the, the realm of possibilities. So, and I think this is, if you look, it's, they're trying to push for anybody who's on the show for this season. Yeah. And she, whether or not she works there now, right. she was a part of the show for season one and two. Mm-hmm. So this is not a surprise at all because any, um, any of these actors get a um, nomination or anything like that. And it reflects on Disney. Well, it reflects right. on right. the Mandalorian. It's not just that person. Because then they're going to say, oh, say, they, say three of these people are nominated for their acting for just best actor, best supporting actor, guest actor, whatever. And then that's, oh, Mandalorian got three or four nominations. doesn't matter what those were, whether they're for people or for the whole show. It's just the show got nominations or the show won the awards. Right. I wonder what the possibilities realistically are, are of it happening, given how, you know. Yeah. Well, best supporting actress is a very large category because it covers everything that's ever that's been on TV for the entire year. Right. It's not a specific yeah. category. It's not like best in sci-fi or in drama or on. Right. And it Mandal- covers everybody. Florian is a a genre show, so. Yes. Well, the Emmys is not as bad with that as the Oscars are and Golden Globes. Yeah, that's true. They're not as snooty. Yeah. Now, here's something we haven't done in a while talk about oh. games uh here are the five big star wars games reportedly in development uh supposedly there is a star wars the mandalorian game that may be an mm-hmm. xbox exclusive mm-hmm. sounds good to me sounds wrong uh star wars jedi fallen order 2 which reportedly 2023 hmm. i hope so that game was awesome 
a yeah. a Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake. I remember we talked about the possibility of this yeah. um, way back a couple months ago when they said announced that a bunch of games were under development. How we would love to see this and modify the story so that it fits in with the current canon. Uh, according to a variety of reputable and reliable sources, KOTOR is likely getting a remake treatment, but not by BioWare. Rather, Lucasfilm has apparently tapped Aspire Media. Aspire. Yep. So, um, so what are the games have they done? They have actually uh, done the mobile port of KOTOR. Ah, okay. So it, it's supposedly making some huge changes in the gameplay. But does this mean with them redoing it, doing a remake, that that brings it canon? It would have to because they said everything's supposed to be canon. Yeah, I guess so. So the titles they have done, uh, they are redoing Star Wars Racer. Unless they call it under like the vintage collection, like, you know. Yeah. Uh, Borderlands 2, uh, Civilization 6, uh, they are apparently working on Star Wars Jedi Knight, or Star Wars Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast. Uh, they have redone as well. That's for PlayStation and Switch, and Light Matter for PC, hmm. which some of these I know, some of them I don't. Yeah. The one I'd like to see get a remake is any of the X-Wing or TIE Fighter series, once again. I've said that before, yeah. but now that... Star Wars Starfighters has been doing it seems like it's doing okay yeah it'd be sweet to see them actually uh, port over um, the original X-Wing and TIE Fighter games uh, Inner Space Next Up Hero are also games of theirs uh, for PlayStation what see if there's anything else uh, they're porting over Star Wars Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Knight Jedi Academy Racer and Republic Commando which I loved Republic Commando that was a great game if they're doing the Jedi Knight series, they might as well go back and start with Dark Forces. On Xbox, uh, Layers of Fear, Observer. So some games I don't recognize, uh, obviously some that we do. So, um, oh, other big news that came out today as we're recording. Celebration Anaheim 2022. Dates are changing. No longer August 20... Er, August 18th through 21st. Now be May 26th through 29th, which is that can be a Memorial Weekend next year. Cool. Hmm. For some reason, it seems like Celebration, they'd like to put it on a holiday weekend. That's Memorial Weekend next year. Because wasn't the last one on Easter? Uh, when they were here in Orlando, it was Easter. Yeah, that was the last one I think they did. No, Chicago's the last one they did. Oh, yeah. In the middle of a snowstorm, <laughs> or had a snowstorm come right in the middle of it. Okay, that doesn't mean anything to me and Derek. <laughs> That's just really? another Tuesday. <laughs> no, but it, it yeah, it, it exactly. Messed, it messed up plans for a lot of their guests who were leaving early, who couldn't fly out because of snow. Ooh, you had to hang out with Star Wars people more. <laughs> uh, mm. If there was filming involved that they had to get to. Yeah. Or other mm. commitments that they couldn't make. Yeah, that became a problem. So, um. So, celebrations are going to end up being like the Super Bowl. You'll never have it in the North again. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably not. I mean, realistically, it, it makes sense 
now that they're looking at doing celebration, even number years and D23 on odd number years, D23 in California, celebration here in Orlando and keep it close to one of the, the Disney park properties. Oh, sure. You'd love that, wouldn't you? Yes, I would. Because <laughs> there could be. Actually, with the way things are going right now, I would not be surprised if the next um, celebration is not here in America, but they do it like maybe China or somewhere. That's what they do with D23. D23, they do two shows. And after that second show, the six months later, they'll do a show in, in Tokyo. Yeah. Because Disney Parks, they, they have they have China, they have Europe, they have Japan. They have two in China, don't they? Two in China, two in Japan, two in Tokyo. You got Tokyo Disneyland and Tokyo Disney Disney Sea. Mm-hmm. You got Shanghai. You got Hong Kong. You got Disneyland Paris, Disney's California Adventure, Disneyland, and then for Walt Disney World, you have Epcot, Magic Kingdom Studios, Hollywood Studios, and Animal Kingdom. Did they do one in Australia yet? No. Okay. No, and I think there's a stu- I think there's a Disney Studios in Paris as well. Well, there's soon to be a Galaxy's Edge in Paris. Yes, a very small version. Mm. Hopefully, the one in Paris will be a different. Hopefully, that's not Black Spire Outpost. Hopefully, they call it something just to help add to the canon. Since it's, since it is going to be modified, it'll, it'll still be Batu, but hopefully, it's another location. Yeah, sort of like Moss Espa and Moss Eisley. Yeah, yeah, something like that. One can hope. And uh, I think that's all we've got. Just double checking. See if there's anything else we could pull up. Quick news. Well, it's about it's about time anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Although I am looking at this um, Mandalorian pinball machine. I'm looking at the video for it right now. It looks yeah. awesome. Yeah. Any final thoughts, guys? For pinball fans. I wish I had room for pinball. I won the lottery. I'm having a game room where I'll have pinball machines. And I'll have... I grew up with one in my grandma's house, but... It was like one from the 70s. And I will have a Star Wars video game of some sort in the house, too. <laughs> I've never been a huge pinball fan. I was no pinball wizard, but I was fun. I had fun with it. <laughs> See what you did there. Final thoughts? Mm, no, you got nothing. Yeah, I did. Then I will just leave it with... Um, did briefly get to see the Leia Saber, Leia Legacy Saber at Doc Ondar's. Other than that, um, we'll be making the announcement soon on who won the two prizes from the Great Hyperspace Chase, the first round. I do have two winners. Uh, I'm uh-huh. just waiting for our prizes to come in from uh, from Chris, the, the uh, storage containers for him. And uh, there's one or two more things I want to get from here to add to the the prizes from Galaxy's Edge, since I have that uh, that capability of grabbing s- some stuff from here at Disney. So all that's coming. Um, it was a, it was a pretty decent hyperspace chase. We we had a few people get involved. Love to see more people get involved. And uh, I think the three of us need to brainstorm some new challenges for people to to do on Twitter. Uh, the Twitter thing I think worked um, for us instead of trying to do it all over uh, actual scavenger hunt app or whatever that just didn't go the way i thought it would Mm. so but that's my final thought um eventually i'll get some bags for giveaways for whenever i'm at the park because hopefully that day is coming soon and uh until then guys i think there's only one thing left to be said give the evacuation code signal all right cut the chatter 
project. I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2. <laughs> Glad you made it back, sir. It's getting nasty out there.